Welcome back to the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm happy to be your host. We are continuing with the second part of my Coffee Talk with Vera and Kirsten on brand management in B2B. Vera, in regard to this brand management project, in this book we are trying to describe the industry market a journey to excellence with a five-step approach where we describe different levels of maturity where we start with a very one-direction reactive marketing onwards to the final stage where we have a predictive profit marketing. Based on your experience, where would you locate that topic of brand management? Would you get started with that in order to really reframe company or business division in regard to B2B marketing, or you will see it further down the road in the second, third level of maturity. What would you recommend and based on experience? It's difficult to say, but probably I would start right away with branding and taking care of the brand, developing the brand because Branding is, is, is like, it's probably something most people associate with marketing, which is right. It's where it's located, where brand management should be located. But it's touching on so many other departments within the company. As Kirsten already mentioned, HR, for instance, we have this whole entire section of employer branding. This is something that I think only emerged in recent years, but is taking on quickly. Also, branding is something that's very important for the sales because in branding, consistency is key. So you need to have your entire staff. So from the top manager down to, I don't know, someone who is just answering the telephone. So aligned on what is the brand, what are the values that we want to communicate to the customer, also to create this emotional relationship that Kirsten mentioned. So I would say the earlier, the better. Of course, you can value with the intensity, but it should be something that, is on your to-do list or on your on your to-do list right away or very early in the process. You mentioned that the, the environment, uh, the contingent situation in, in B2B companies is quite conventional and uh, not to say rigid, but from your perspective, Vera, how did you succeed in getting this topic on your agenda to engage such a high caliber agency and Kirsten with her team in order to drive that project. What would you recommend our people or will you also refer to that in the article to provide some kind of arguments or some recommendations in order to enable our colleagues to start the process and then uh, using an agency to drive or or enrich the project with content and and background? It depends probably where you are in, 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 in your marketing on which stage and level you are. In our marketing department, I think we have quite far progressed. Uh, We have done quite a lot of things. So we had, so to say, the luxury and also time at the point to say we will involve an external agency and we'll we'll have them to bring in this really external perspective and probably more or less to, to align what we already have done into a, into so basically all the stuff that we are doing is put it into a working framework, mm-hmm. like the brand. So in the article itself, I, so therefore I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you need, if you want to start branding, you need an external agency. It depends on where you are in your marketing department and which development stage you are. Mm-hmm. 
would you give as an advice to our our listeners and and will you also cover that topic and what kind of uh, arguments you would use or you used in your showcase to get this project approved? We have a section in the article where we talk about the benefits and effects of branding, positively influencing um, the customer journey. Um, again, here it comes into play that branding is something that is not predominantly a marketing topic, of course, in execution, but it affects the entire organization and helps the, it needs the entire organization to represent the brand to the outside and especially to the customer. Uh, I think one striking striking example that I came across in doing research for that and actually, again, thinking of their own arguments we used, but also looking externally again to cement that B2B branding is something that needs to be taken care of today as well, is a study by McKinsey. It is from the year 2013, so a bit back, but still relevant in this case, where they showed that companies with a strong strong brand actually also are more successful in terms of the customer journey and the buying process because if you if you have this brand and you manage to create this trust with the customer this partnership that Kirsten mentioned this ultimately has an effect on the buying process and on the customer and something um, this is also coming into play is human beings love stability and consistency naturally we don't really like change so if you manage to have this consistency and stability in your brand and your brand communication for that respect this of course will then also positively influence the customer journey ultimately because people are drawn to brands that where they can say they can trust that this is something of quality that they're buying from in regards to the current crisis we're facing kirsten can a brand carry a company over such a crisis in order to avoid uh, uh, shortcomings or, or sales problems or authentic problems, you think? I, I certainly think so. Obviously, if, you, if you've left it too late <laughs> in mm. the crisis, uh, it's difficult to start brand building. If you've done your work already and you already mm. represent a certain uh, brand, a certain brand idea that can carry you through to the other side, uh, obviously we'll all see what the other side looks like. I think you have to be true to the story you've been telling. You have to keep going uh, with that argument, but you also have to address customers where they are now as well. Obviously, the clients are looking for for orientation, uh, which whoever your clients may be, uh, and you have to, as a brand, think how can I, what, what value can I add in this crisis? And just as we always think about what value can you add to uh, any sort of um, sort of value creation process uh it's, it's also we're also now in a process so it's about how, thinking how can we add value how can we innovate into this crisis for the benefit of everybody uh, obviously there are a few sort of do's and don'ts brands uh, shouldn't be perceived as taking advantage of the crisis obviously it's a very fine line uh, to uh offer help uh, and obviously ask money for it uh, the, that can be misconstrued uh, as as opportunism so that's let's say uh, a bit of a a danger zone as well at the same time. Uh, but in total, I think that companies that have invested in branding before the crisis will find that they're in a stronger position afterwards, simply because people will remember them, they will refer to them. People are also looking for, or customers are looking for the stability that Vera was talking about before, especially after the crisis. Uh, they want to know who was strong enough to come through. 
they'll they will be the partners of the future obviously to, to move ahead uh, the ones that were uh, wise enough to invest in instability in branding uh, not not just in those things but those are those represent obviously the, the the structure and good management in the background and those are the sort of partners companies will be looking for in future Vera, if we talk about brand management and customer journey, buyer journey, and uh, across the entire book content, always a key topic is the right, best, the good, best as possible content. Can, can be the outcome of a brand management project also be a part of a good cocktail in regard to content management? So if you miss like success stories or projects or product launches that you can take advantage of your brand strategy to then enrich your journeys and your nurturing campaigns? How do you apply or realize that? Yes, for sure. As I said, proper established brand has a brand strategy and also, of course, therefore certain special marketing and communication plans attached to it. So um, this, of course, also brings you in content, which is always something important. Most people, or what I've came across when doing research for the book was somehow this discussion that um, content marketing is now more important than branding. Being myself in the content management, I would say no. I would rather say branding is, as you said already, or implied Uber is a nice other sector to take content from talking from my current experience um, where we are more or less in in the process of, of of getting now the results from our branding project into the actual marketing and being in the situation that we are the brand helps me a lot to prepare for instance our social media posts mm -hmm. uh, regarding wording this is something um Sometimes in content, you have the feeling, okay, how do I express it? How get I get my point across? And branding here, for instance, can be very helpful when you have your certain keywords that you know that, is, that are essential to your brand, describing your brand personality in particular, when you think of that, in doing any kinds of content from success stories to brochures, that you um, have this guidance, so to say, this brand personality, this brand where you take from your your inspiration, I would say. Mm -hmm. Brand management sounds luxury, sounds expensive. You, th this is also what comes into my mind. Would you say you needed substantial parts of your marketing budget and a huge team? Or is it also possible that brand management can be a lean brand management, very cost-effective, cost-conscious, if you just use the right partners in the right point of time? Yes, of course. I think with any project, you can make it time-wise and budget-wise appropriate and fitting for the budget and marketing team that you have. But I think this is key and is something that also um, is mentioned in the article. Brand management, it's not a luxury, but as anything in marketing, it needs a budget. So you should always, when you do your marketing budget planning, you should always set aside something for the, for the brand, for its development because as Kirsten stressed it's an ongoing process it never stops you can always improve the brand and also the management so you should need set aside a budget and um, of course depending on on the means that you have you can make the brand management always fit to your team I think okay. and it's essential that you make it fit I 
usually invite my guests to come up with the last core message they would like to share with our community. What would be from your side, the core message to our community? The core message about branding. Maybe I can pick two, <laughs> if I may. Well, I'd like to stress the point. Firstly, it's, it's all about telling a bigger story. Um, in B2B, people are so often so focused on their products, their technologies, uh, as being the story, uh, and that's all they talk about. Uh, and branding is about creating a bigger story than that, looking beyond that obvious stuff where you're very, very comparable. Your products are always going to be comparable to somebody else's. Uh, to get away from this direct comparison by telling a bigger story that's more, it's more interesting, uh, and that's that's relevant to the to people that that somehow uh, touches them in some way. That's what it's all about, and that works. That's worked always in B two C, and it also works in B two B. Not as obviously, uh, but it certainly works. And the second point is, yeah, be interesting. Uh, people often, often think in B2B that uh, talking about a lot of technical stuff, that that is interesting. It is not interesting. You just have to think about inter- the interesting people you know or that you've seen on the television and try and mold your brand around that. Be charismatic, be a personality, talk in interesting ways, say interesting things uh, and don't bore people. Uh, and that's how to be uh, a good brand, just as a little piece of advice for everybody. Super. Thank you very much, Kirsten. And Vera, of course, I grant you also your key cool message at the end. What would be your advice for our community, for our colleagues? I would say if you are at the process in your marketing team where I think, uh, is branding something we should take on or not? Is it a luxury or an essential thing? Go the process. Be a brand. It's not about to be or not to be. It's to be, it's to be the brand. Uh, take that step. It's a worthwhile process that you're taking on and you can take, take so many. It will, it, will put, it will put all the activities that you're already doing in your marketing team into a framework, into a guiding framework. And um, this is definitely helpful for any further development. And to close the circle and come back to your original first question to Kirsten about measuring branding, um, there's also a section in the article where we talk about how to measure branding. So as always, you can also measure that qualitatively and quantitatively. Thank you so much, Vera and Kirsten. I can't wait to read your article. I'm looking forward to be become a B2B brand manager. This was Uwe Sebacher, your host. Thank you for joining. I can't wait to be back. Goodbye.